What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing, amazing human beings. Uh, I always say the anti-status quo folk, you guys just want to do it your way. You're probably misunderstood. <laughs> You're probably like way outside of the box and people like just don't get you. And I always say here, like, I get you, we get you, my guests get you. Um, I mean, a lot of you guys are you know, entrepreneurs and artists and producers and innovators. Some of you are CEOs, um, you know, but you're forging your own path. And that's a very, very, very important thing. Um, and sometimes the lonely thing. And so that's why I always say, like, I get you, we get you. And, um, you know, I really want to just uh, thank each and every one of you guys who uh, tune in each week to listen to the podcast from my day ones all the way to the new listeners. To the new listeners, I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you all. Uh, I always tell everybody you can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. Uh, I answer every reply, response, text, DM, you name it, um, because it's a community. And that's really what we're, we're cultivating here for the last near decade and for many decades decades to come. And uh, for the newcomers, I also say, you know, we don't glamorize or glorify and success. And we don't, we don't, we try to have very, we do have very real conversations about what people are learning in real time about themselves and the evolutionary process of who they're becoming in while they're creating. And it doesn't matter if it's their first venture, their fifth, their passion, whatever it is, they're also tying it to a purpose and a phase within their purpose. And these are conversations that really need to be had. And so we have another incredible uh, guest and conversation and a returning guest. I love my returning guests. You'd be surprised at how many times I, I offer this. And, you know, um, more, more lately, they're starting to come back on. And I love when they do. Ruby Freeman, um, you know, she has become a really great friend over the last year. Um, <laughs> behind the scenes, we, we share so many different thoughts and, um, you know, ideas, uh, both of our own evolutionary journeys, but then also like, you know, the world is shifting and it's not always an easy thing. Um, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of people rely on, um, you know, our work, our backgrounds, our content, um, our thoughts. And we always, we always want people to feel free and have the ability to critically think for themselves. And she it has just written her book, Potent Leadership, Drop the Mask, Ignite the Real You, and Activate the Leader Within. And the book is coming out here shortly. And we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk a lot about what potent leadership is. And um, we are here to support you all in your beautiful journey uh, of becoming, because uh, again, um, leadership, and we're going to discuss a lot about this, but for me, um, is a constant process of who you are in this world, how you are raising your emotional quotient and understanding that um, the better you spills out into everybody else. And it's not about whether you are leading a company, leading a family, leading your friends, leading anything in life. There's this understanding of who you are in this world and not judging anybody or anything else, but the ability to hold space for them while allowing, you know, yourself to meet them where they're at. Um, and, um, hopefully, you know, growing somehow in that moment together. Right. And, um, and there's a lot of other things in there. So, uh, let's, let's queue up Ruby's bio for those of you. Um, some of, many of you know her and you follow me and you see me post her stuff on my stories. We do that a lot. Um, but just because I, I'd like you guys to get to know her uh, a little bit further, she is a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. She's a leadership mentor and speaker. She's helped thousands gain the confidence to quit performing, crystallize their messaging, and lead their movements with integrity. Keyword that we preach a lot. Uh, she's also an expert on personal growth and inner work because she's done it. 
<laughs> because Ruby is also the host of a top-rated podcast, Potent Truth. It was formerly known as Today's Thought Leader, and uh, she's appeared in over 100 publications and podcasts. She works with clients one-on-one and in group settings at her live retreats and in her collective. Uh, very much known for her big heart, no-bullshit approach. She's got shamanic gifts, and her work bridges the gap between practicality and spirituality, which is probably why her and I get along so well, (laughs) and offers leaders an opportunity to create true inner expansion. Her favorite topics to speak on include potent leadership and conscious entrepreneurship, uh, which have landed her on stages around the world, and she sees herself as an advocate for humanity and uses her online presence to encourage her community to question the narrative something I feel very strongly about, and cultivate true sovereignty of mind, body, and spirit, which we're also going to talk about. And she currently lives in Austin, Texas with her husband and their two dogs, Luke and Leia, which are uh, amazing pets, by the way. Uh, Ruby, thank you for being here. (laughs) Matt, thank you so much for that amazing introduction and for having me as a return guest on the show. I just love our conversations and I'm excited to see where we go today absolutely now um for or an- how deep we go yes yes well and i was gonna say for anybody listening um we're not gonna do the whole her whole background you guys can go back to that episode actually and i would highly encourage you to do so and maybe i'll include that in the show notes so people can go find it um because you do have an incredible background but since last year you've been working on some really great things you've been working on the book um, and I'd love for you to talk about that. And um, you also did a, a couple of resets along the way where, um, you know, you use this time well to really go even further because energy is a little wild out there. And um, I've been in conversations both with you and others that um, lately it does feel like we're doing twice the work, work for ourselves. Um, we double down on the work we've always been doing and work for sometimes the people who are not, who are choosing maybe not to do the work, but we're doing work for them in terms of, holding that space for them no matter where they're at. And uh, so you've been doing a lot behind the scenes as well. And I'd love for you to just kind of talk about what's been going on over the last year. Mm. Well, as the world continues to fall to shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, one side of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, we're going through a collective awakening. Yeah. uh, Yes. With our with humanity. And I've been going through my own awakening into a, to a different depth that I've never reached before. And this has called me to drop even deeper into my inner work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say the inner work is this everlasting journey. This is the journey of life. This is life. And, uh, sometimes we are dropping into the inner work at deeper levels and sometimes we're kind of good for a little bit. And for me, this past year has been one of like diving deeper of facing, um, deeper depths of my traumas of facing um more of the beliefs that are really not serving me of reprogramming myself of ensuring that um i am coming from a place of integrity by being the embodiment of everything that i'm teaching preaching and sharing and writing a book i feel calls you um even higher into that because now you've got this book that's going to go out that you're you're writing this beautiful message in and it i see it as a divine responsibility for me to be the truest embodiment of that message um and so it's been i would say a roller coaster ride of emotions if Mm -hmm. i'm being honest yeah and i've been doing uh you know doing a lot of plant medicine which I have a relationship with plant medicine and just a lot of time and solitude, mm. um, which has also been interesting because we recently moved to Austin about eight months ago and started getting invited to all the social gatherings. But all I wanted to do was just continue being in my cocoon because it, it, spirit just kept telling me, I'm not, you're not done. You're not done. You're not complete. You're not ready to come out of the cocoon. And um, that in itself has been something that I've been um wrestling with uh because i think the world really wants us to perform but when we really connect with our souls we understand that this isn't about performance this is about being and often in order to be you do need to go through these phases of cocooning of, of being in solitude of doing the deep inner work i think solitude is a beautiful gift i get that um it can be a struggle for people i totally understand that because when you have to sit with your thoughts and start unpacking things, 
it's not always fun. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's it's actually quite astounding what you find in the beauty of yourself. But then other times you start to realize the things that you have to really work through and you have to finally deal with. And um, and it's so it's an interesting relationship that you can that one can have with themselves because it can deep dive in all these things. And yeah, you're right. So like going out into um, social gatherings, especially during those times, can be very paradoxical because I went in you're like, I'm still trying to manage what I'm learning over here. And I don't know if this is helping and it's not anybody's fault. It's just that you're, you're, there's just at usually in those, those moments of um, time for yourself, there's a lot of contrast you have to kind of work mm -hmm. through. Right. Um, yeah. And, so and there's like something, it. I don't know if you, I don't know what kind of ceremonies you've sat in or if you're open talking about that here, but I'll be a super open and, um, just for our listeners, I, I've sat in over 20 ayahuasca ceremonies mm -hmm. and with other plant medicine. I've dieted um, master plants with the Shipibo tribe in the Amazon jungle and um, been completely disconnected from the world for 14 days just in the jungle. So I am really deep in this work. And the reason why I started go, um, diving into the Shipibo way of sitting with medicine so before I understood the Shipibo way of sitting with ayahuasca, I sat in a few other ceremonies and people, the first two, it was really bizarre. And I know a lot of people who are involved in this type of medicine work, you drink the medicine and then all of a sudden, like you're allowed to talk to each other, you're allowed to interact and it's really bizarre. And I remember being in it, it was my first time. So everything was new and something just didn't feel right about everything. So I stepped away from that tribe and I started sitting with another tribe and it was, it was similar, but different. It wasn't as social, but there was still like a lot of everyone's touching each other. Like you can heal each other and mm. like weird, there's a healing mat. And, um, it, it just felt really invasive. Mm. And then, I connected with the tribe that I sit with now and went to Peru and discovered the Shipibo way of sitting with medicine, which is complete and utter silence mm. in the dark, not even a single candle. And when you're in the Amazon jungle and it's dark, I mean, it's so dark. You can't even see your puke bucket in front of you. Like you can't. Um, and that was when I really uncovered my traumas and and found this passage to doing my work is in the silence it's in the darkness and that was such a potent gift for me to see the contrast between like the two worlds of plant medicine that i could actually apply to this world the 3d world and the way i like to describe it is i think that when we're being too social when we're talking too much about our traumas and not really sitting enough in silence, we're actually bypassing our own work and our own responsibility. We want other people to hear us. We want other people to um, tell us what to do or to advise, advise us and to guide us. And, you know, I'm all, I think that obviously I'm a coach. So I think there's power in having someone to support you and talking through it. And I also believe that there's power in having those moments of silence, those moments of solitude for you to do your own deep inner work and to face those shadows. And it feels scary because we're not used to putting ourselves in a state of isolation. We're not used to sitting in the darks, you know, whatever you want to, whether it's like the actual dark or just like the darkness that comes with being isolated or in solitude. We're not used to doing that. And when you're working on yourself, you're doing yourself a favor by sitting with that information and sitting with those traumas on your own first or throughout the process of healing because then and only then do you start to uncover deeper layers of that trauma and of that wound because you're giving it space to come to the surface without trying to cram it um, or, or rush to heal it with a conversation or with one plant medicine journey. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of, I, I want to talk about with that. <laughs> Where do we go with this? Um, well, no, yeah, there's so many good things in there. Well, okay, let's, um, I know what you're talking about with ayahuasca. Um, <laughs> for the audience, can you explain real quick, there's probably a good chunk of the audience that has no, knows of it or has done it. For mm. those that don't, can you explain real quick ayahuasca for yes. them? Yes, 
Ayahuasca is an Amazonian brew, shall we say, mm -hmm. made from two different plants that has psychoactive properties. Yes. And when you drink this, you enter what I like to say is more like a lucid dreaming state where uh, you're not quite hallucinating. You're seeing visions, but you're able to navigate through those visions. And a lot of times ayahuasca will bring your fears, your traumas, your wounding to the surface. But she, so we refer to the medicine as a she, as grandmother, she can also bring forth a lot of light and highlight things that maybe you're not seeing. Um, and so for me, I use it as a way to um, penetrate the deeper levels of trauma that I've experienced in my life, in this life and in past lives, as well as my ancestral lineage, because it seems to be the only thing that has really supported me in going that deep without the resistance of my ego. Right. And, you know, and for everybody listening to, uh, you know, Ruby, Ruby brings up a great point about, um, you know, it's something that for her, has helped, and I know a lot of people it has. Um, I've done it once, um, and I, I I found it similar. Um, for me, yeah, it 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 wasn't so much that it brought up traumas as just so much beautiful awareness. Then I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that makes so much sense. You know, like <laughs> things like that were. Um, it was clarity for me. It was a lot, a lot of clarity. But yes, um, it allows you to enter areas sometimes unviewed that um, needs some attention and it's different for every single person and it's a beautiful thing to explore areas that you may have that have may either gone unnoticed or just been suppressed um, mm -hmm. that really give you better understanding of maybe why P you as an individual not you but that the person listening as an individual um, have uh, either interpreted understood behaved a certain way um, or have, you know, had these emotions without really understanding and knowing where they ever even came from or the, how they're dictating the choices you make. And so I think that's like the, you know, uh, and so I, I found it a very, very fascinating thing. And then I, uh, and then I, I got further into the, the breath work, um, to be able to access that, but there, um, but plant medicine and breath work have such similar, uh, traits and whatnot and, uh, but different, <laughs> different mm -hmm. journeys. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you for explaining that because I know that, mm -hmm. I know that there's a good chunk of people that, that listen, that know it, but then if there's other people that I'm sure are starting to hear it a lot more, but they're just, they were unsure of really what it is. And yes, plant-based everybody, <laughs> just so you are aware, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, no medical here. Um, so, um, incredible. And then, um, you know, in that, you were able to also, uh, oh, I like that you also brought up the fact that, yeah, there have been, the traditional ways had come from Peru and some would advocate for Costa Rica and other areas. I always thought it was from Peru. Um, but there's several, you know, from Central and South America. Um, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like the sitting in silence in the dark. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, for me was in, in the dark, um, there was some of the music, but it was very, it was all in the dark. You just kind of sit there and you, you know, and you go within and all that stuff. Um, and, um, I think that's very fascinating to do it that way because now you're, um, you're able to kind of have this, uh, not like a sit in silence, but kind of a, okay, I'm sitting with one, I'm sitting with myself, you know, mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, so did that reveal some next uh, doing all that and within a time that we're living in, did that bring you clarity on some next things that you wanted to start integrating more than ever into the changes you wanted to personally make with with what you, with your work, with, you know, the public that is, you know, you're, you're constantly assisting and, you know, what what kind of changes came from that for you? I mean, I think the the evolution that me and my business are still in right now has come just really through my experience in the world since March, 2020. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me in March, 2020, my beliefs were very different than the beliefs that I have now. Um, you know, from everything from socioeconomical beliefs to, um, mm. politics to, right. Um, the, all the different systems in place to social justice issues, like so many things were very different and it didn't take long. I think it was like three months for right. me to be like, uh, some, this is kind of like something's up. Right. This doesn't feel right. 
And I had the courage to question, get curious about what didn't feel right, which, um, you know, and I think it, there's certain personalities that tend to question a little more than others. Yes. Um, and I've also experienced um, being kind of burned by the healthcare system. So it was easy for me to not trust what was going on. But in not trusting what was going on and getting curious and doing my own research, I started to detach from the collective matrix. But I also started to detach from my own comfortable paradigm that I had been living my entire life. And I'm in the middle of writing a book on leadership. Let me just add that to the mix. Like I'm in the middle of writing a book on leadership and my entire world within me is like coming crashing down. All my beliefs are shifting. My views on leadership I'm finding are becoming, uh, I guess, more aligned with my true values and my true values are coming out to the surface even more. And so there's just like a lot of stuff, like a volcano erupting. I had to go back and delete chapters in my book. I had to go back and rewrite a lot of chapters to ensure that they were really aligned with who I was in that point in time. And I became more vocal online. Um, it, it just became this like, I can't not say anything because I value truth and I value integrity too much to stay quiet. And so if I can't not say anything, what else can, can I like not do, you know, like what, what do I need to do in my business? What do I not need to do anymore? What actually brings me a true sense of meaning, mm -hmm. um, versus like things that maybe I'm just chasing because it looks or feels glamorous or gives me a certain level of external, um, perceived significance. Um, and so I just started to reconfigure what it was that I really, really wanted for my business to look and feel like. And I'm still in the middle of, of putting all of that together. And is it risky to put your business on hold? For sure. Um, but I wouldn't do it any other way because I cannot operate from a place of misalignment. It just doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you for all of that vulnerability too. Um, and interesting time then to have met you last year, <laughs> you know, um, you know, um, and that was one of the first things that we related to was, um, because we had to carve our own path and because we had, uh, previously had to figure things out, um, outside the matrix because we had uh, seen sides of the medical system uh, and or the education system and the corporate system and all these different things. I feel like that prepared us for when last year happened besides already being that personality type of the naturally mm -hmm. curious and I, and thank God I was raised that way. And by the way, we never, you and I, we never advocate for people to be like, you must think that way. That's the whole point is that, but we advocate for curiosity. Mm -hmm. Like, aren't you at least even just a little bit curious? Like, and, um, and it's not, it's more so out of, because of our past experiences, we were able to be like, something feels off. I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to lean into it. Just like I would with myself, I'm willing to lean into it and, and do a little bit more research um and in being open because that's the whole point of evolution <laughs> of yourself is to be more open um to you know understanding what's what's happening and and there's always going to be multiple levels and ideologies and things like that and so so what an incredible time that um i i hear you on the in, within the first three months you're like oh 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 you know <laughs> and then you bring up another really great point which is um how do you not share because there's this innate love of oh i i want to help the world and i want to you know um you know let them know hey here's some interesting findings and at the same time and i've been reading a lot about this the hard part sometimes about that is because not everybody is ready to hear a lot of different things mm -hmm. um, in any aspect of their life and there's a very interesting fine line balance to that. And you and I have spoken about that several times, which is, you know, <laughs> how do you, you know, where it's like, listen, I'm not saying 
abandon all belief systems as you have. I'm just saying to explore them a little bit more so you have a better understanding of how you arrive there and whether or not after you know all the information that you can you know, round up, how do you feel now? And I feel like that's really the ultimate goal we want for most people, but it's like, it's a constant discovery of how do we relay that information to them? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, definitely. And what I continue to learn through immense humility (laughs) is the best way to communicate is through love. Mm -hmm. You know, it is through compassion. Um, And it's easy to lose sight of that when you are so emotionally charged by what is taking place. Um, But this is kind of like the old paradigm of leadership and the new paradigm of leadership that the way that I see it is like, the old paradigm is like you just tell people what to do mm-hmm. right you tell people what to believe you tell people how to how to show up and and what to look at and how to look and what to say whereas this new paradigm of leadership is being able to see people eye to eye you know it's being able to meet each other where we're at um to be able to drop into a state of love and compassion when you're communicating tough things um and also just not being attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and um, we talked about attachment <laughs> a bunch of times, yeah. you know, and, and well, and you also brought up like, you know, the old the old way, mm-hmm. you know, in leadership. So let's talk about that. So with the book, Potent Leadership, mm-hmm. go on a tear. <laughs> I, would, I would love I love for you to share that, you know, because because you like you said, you were writing um, about leadership in a time of immense change, um, both in a physical world paradigm that is definitely questioning itself and in a personal paradigm where you're like, I'm seeing some things differently about myself. I'm using this time to evolve and I'm, I'm, definitely, um, I'm definitely going deeper and seeing new sides and, and wanting to evolve in different ways. So how did that turn out for the book? <laughs> and like, and how do you feel now? And, and, you know, what were some of maybe more of the, um, the, the parts of the book that you really, you really enjoyed, or if you can give us a little bit mm-hmm. of an idea before the book comes out. Yeah. Um, I definitely am in love with what the book has become. Mm-hmm. I can tell. And, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And it's something that I feel that the world needs to hear right now. Humanity needs to hear right now. And not just if you are a, you have the title of leader, um, I see everyone as a leader in their own lives. And so it's for anyone who really just has felt as if uh, they don't have a voice or their voice doesn't matter, or they're struggling to find their voice or use their voice or stand in um, their fullest expression. Anyone who's hesitated um, to show up as, as their authentic self, like this book is for you um, because that was my story. And with potent leadership, I mean, With the rise of personal development or the popularity of personal development, we've seen a rise in leadership. Right. Um, And with the rise of digital technology, we've seen a rise in uh, false titles. Thank you. Because anyone (laughs) can call themselves anything, including leader. Um, All you got to do is edit the little bio and you're done. Right. Right. Or, Or put that title on your website and you're done. Right. And that's not how things used to be you used to have to earn your way into leadership Mm -hmm. um and now it's like we're missing that piece of like earning your way so a Mm. lot of people and i write about this in the book are in such a rush to be seen perceived as a leader that they bypass the actual work it takes to be a leader a lot of people are simply slapping on the label of leader and not actually embodying what it means to be a leader. A lot of people are doing a lot of talking, a lot of yelling, a lot of video making, a lot of podcasts, a lot of fancy things, but they're not actually leading from a place of integrity and from a place of authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just performing. They're performing because they're so desperate to fit a, a perception And it's that perception that needs to change, you know, like somehow in the last, I would say like eight years and when with social media getting really, really popular, there's been this, the rise of the influencer, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. influencership has gone on this whole new contorted manipulated level. And with the rise of the influencer, there's been this like 
uh, a lack of distinction between leadership and influencership. Yes. And that's a chapter in my book um, where things they people can't differentiate between the two. They get that shit mixed up. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the influencer may paint a pretty picture, but the leader is the one that paves the way that that's the difference. And so what we're seeing now, and we're seeing this a lot in the personal development space too, as well as entrepreneurial leadership is people are painting really pretty pictures in their Instagram feeds, um, on their YouTube pages, on their podcasts. Um, and they're trying to fit this perception of who they think they need to be. But when you actually like meet these people in real life, when you actually connect with them, when you actually sign up to do their programs or do their work, that's not who they are. Nope. It, it They're not getting the depth. It's very shallow. It's all about visual optics. Mm -hmm. And that's the shit that needs to change. Uh, and these people, they're doing it. Some of them are doing it unconsciously. They're not aware that they're doing this because they're so ingrained with this programming with the digital world. And some are very, very aware of it. And they're intentionally manipulating the system, the algorithms, all the things, uh, you know, buying their way into New York Times top yep. bestseller list, which, mm -hmm. by the way, you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, and and claiming this title of leader without doing the work because the work is time consuming mm -hmm. and people are in a rush. The work can also be really scary. Like for a lot of people, they resist looking at the parts of them that aren't so pretty to look at mm -hmm. um, because they're in denial of it or they've been told time and time again that those parts are not okay. And if you wanna be loved and accepted, you need to be X, Y, and Z. And so they carry that programming with them and they wear these masks and they wear these facades. But that again is not leadership. A lot of people are denying their responsibility of, of having an audience, like having an audience, even if it's just on Instagram, having an audience is a responsibility. Yes. That doesn't mean that you show up in ways to please your audience. That is not doing them a service. That means that you show up in a way that is an in integrity with what you take a stand for, that you show up in ways that are honest and true for you and that you deliver what you say you're going to deliver and that you serve them, not your ego. Right. And if your ego is satisfied along the way, cool. Right. But the service needs to be for the purpose, for the mission, for the people. And that's what we're losing sight of. I mean, even with the rise of the term conscious leader, like, Oh yeah. I, I used to love that term, like conscious leadership. Oh, this is so cool. And now it's, that has become a trend. Right. Right. And <laughs> Go on. No, I need, uh, you need to say something. Oh God. <laughs> well, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Cause you already I could know. rant all day. Well, you know, and you know how I feel about everything that you're saying. It is a huge responsibility. And first of all, let's, I would love to tackle a few of those. Yes. The rise of the conscious leadership. What if I broke down every conscious leader right now and said, guess what? Social media normally isn't in that. If you look at your favorite, favorite, historical, iconic Gandhis and Dalai Lamas and everybody, masters would tell you that you're not doing it for the fame and the fortune and the glory and the validation. And in fact, if it's the quite the opposite because it is such an extreme mastery of practice of not like persona driven, of not you know, uh, media driven of not all of these things that say like, you know, here, I, you know, I want to impact more people like, no, you want to serve your M ego at even ma more massive levels. Yes, of course we want to impact the masses, but like the masters were always right. It begins with yourself and how you behave and how you show up in this world. And what we're also witnessing within social media, quote unquote, influencers is, Hey, guess what? I have zero um, ideas about a background or a history or anything, but um, I saw a really great trending hashtag and I think I'm going to put that up online as truth. And the 50 million people that follow me are now going to be like, yeah, I'm with that. And they don't even realize the responsibility of like, unless you are close to the situation and even then you have to find a, um, a balance of grace 
to the situation and be like, here's how I come to know and understand this. And here's how I remove the ego and the detachment so I can make sure that all parties involved and all sides and all that stuff are seen, felt and heard. But no, that's not exactly how leader, how, um, how influencers are doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can cause a lot of division online. It's mm-hmm. causing a lot of division. And so there is that aspect when you're bringing that up. And then I see that rise in that with the conscious leadership because I've, <laughs> God bless, I've had people approach me like, hey, have you heard of so-and-so? Because like one minute earlier on, they were in like entrepreneurship in other areas, no problem. Uh, and like now suddenly they, years ago, would we would kind of connect, but like we didn't really connect because I didn't want the same things because I wanted to stick kind of closer to the groundedness and the spirituality and they wanted the glory. Now suddenly they have the glory and the millions of followers or half a million mm-hmm. followers. And suddenly it's like, huh, I'm like, yes, go on, not fulfilling yet. And then now they're like, just now at the surface of spirituality, that's new for them. But Mm -hmm. to their mass audience are like, yes, here's what I'm learning about spiritual and conscious business and this and that. I'm like, yes, but you're doing it again just now in a new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you bring up a very good, you bring up the most important, which is, the responsibility and the integrity within the self of like, listen, you know, here's what I don't know. And here's what I'm learning. And here's, let me go first mm-hmm. in that. Let me have the humility to say, I'm, I'm leading by doing first and I'll report back what I'm learning in the process versus like, let me paint this picture now. And now I'm going to brand and paint this picture. And then I'm going to brand it and paint this picture. And I just, social's got to change and it is going to change. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just, I love that you, you know, you, you bring all this up and, and you're right leadership and Oh, the, the biggest thing you have to earn your way. Yeah. That that's, what's missing in today's world. It's like people are getting things handed to them on a digital golden platter, yeah. you know, and, and you have the power at, at literally your thumbs yeah. to call yourself anything, to claim any title, to be anything. Um, you know, we, we are a world full of performers yeah. and it's, it's getting out of control, but what, I, I have faith in people. Yes. I truly do. And yes. I think that um, authenticity is something you can't fake. No. Uh, and when people are, for example, in, on social media scrolling their feeds, you know, you kind of see the same thing over and over again. But right. when you see something that is real, that someone that is really um, in their activated potency, someone that is really speaking from that place or showing up from that place it's felt it's visceral you can tell the difference um it just sits differently in your system and that's what we need more of you know and i'm not talking about the fake vulnerability the fake authenticity (laughs) like i'm gonna be authentic just to get the the likes or like right vulnerability post alert like here's me being vulnerable or here's a picture of me crying look i'm vulnerable like not that right Not that because that's all still stroking the ego. That's all just to fulfill your ego and your, your addiction to the likes. Yeah. I'm talking about having like for me to, this is just an example for me to say, Hey, I, I, I mean, I launched one, my main collective, which I always do at the end of the year to fill for the year prior. So I did that at the end of 2020 launched it launched all my videos did everything and all of a sudden i was like uh no this this isn't coming out right now and i pulled back and i started sending out emails to people who were applying and saying you know what i've decided to put this on hold like Mm, good for you and and also share because i feel like something needs to shift and i'm not aware of what that is and i don't want to you know host this space um when i realize that something in the space needs to shift and that was hard for me, uh, one, because I was losing income, but two, um, because sometimes when you're in the position of leader slash expert slash coach, like, uh, you can feel other people's expectations put on you Mm -hmm. and to, to go back to them and say, Hey, I'm actually a student (laughs) first. Yeah. Um, and then a teacher second. Um, that's humility. And that's what yes. I want to see more of in the space of leadership in the online space is like practicing more humility and practicing more um, just realness and embodiment of where it is that you're at and what it is that you know, so that we're not all just trying to claim to be something and pretend and perform online. And we're actually showing up as 
or in our potency, in our medicine, as the beautifully imperfect human beings that we are. Your integrity and faith will always carry you. And the mm -hmm. fact that you said that, you know, you had to give up that income. Yeah, but that's because you were also in your integrity and your truth. Mm -hmm. And to do what is right for the greater of a situation, not just for the, the you know, bank account, is a huge, huge testament of character and showing faith that like, no, I something needs to change and I, I want to make sure to do and be right by this. Always, always wins the long game, in my opinion, um, because it shows the people this is a person of honor. This mm -hmm. is a person of integrity. This is a person of truth and that they'd rather do right by me and respect me then simply just, you know, take my money and, you know, yeah, of course I'll get a good program from her based on this level, but she's wanting to do redo some things and take time for herself and doing that. That is leadership because then people see how you behave and it sparks a ripple effect. And other people be like, I remember how Ruby behaved and that made me feel good. The ripple effect in that is they might want to do other courses and they will, but they're going to definitely benchmark against like how they feel around that, that teacher, that educator, that whatever, and be like, you know, in now how they make decisions, you know, mm -hmm. and they'll constantly seek out more integrity to constantly be integrity. And I think that's the part about leadership that people don't realize, like it's not a post online and um, a motivational piece of content. It's a mm -hmm. behavior. Leadership is a behavior. Mm -hmm. It's character. And when we behave from good, exhibit good character and good choices that ripple effect is huge mm -hmm. i realize in today's digital world sometimes seeing the output or the result or outcome of that might take a little bit longer but mm -hmm. it's always happening in the background you know and so yeah. i so i think it's incredible that you did that and it exhibits a lot of um it it shows your reputation to do the right thing over everything and mm -hmm. that always wins in my opinion yeah thank you so much for reflecting that back to me and yeah. um it's you know there part two in my book I have, there's three parts to the book mm -hmm. and part two is entitled who you be mm -hmm. um and i say this a lot i know it's not grammatically correct okay <laughs> the amount of times people like try and correct me like, and, oh it's an error like, like no it's not no i'm intentionally saying this <laughs> who you be matters you know it, it's it always comes down to who who are you being when no one's watching? Like, who are you when no one's listening? Who are you when the phone's off? That's who you be. And that's who you need to be day in and day out. Like you get to be that even you get to be that. And there's so much freedom in feeling like you get to be you, you get to be the fullest expression of, of all that you are and bring that to the world and show that and, and be unapologetic from that space. I think that that's the greatest gift you can give yourself. It's the greatest gift you can give your audience. It's the greatest gift that you can give humanity, especially today, because we don't need to be a, a, a population of clones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that's the direction that we're heading in for a multitude of reasons. Um, but I feel like that's the direction that we're heading in. And we need to get back to that that space of understanding that every single person is an individual and you get to be fully expressed in your individuality and lead from that place because leadership isn't to be seen as a leader. That's not a cookie cutter formula that you mm. need to fit. It's not a box that you need to fit. We need to get rid of that concept altogether. Mm -hmm. It's who you be period. O originally um, to be seen as a leader was a very unpopular thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. because you had to do the work that nobody else wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You yeah. had to go within when nobody else wanted to. You had to like take the time to really do the research, listen to the, all the things and, and, and get into the mastery. And it wasn't the popular thing, you know, to be seen, uh, to be seen as one, uh, well, uh, to do the work, I should say. Right. And then like you brought up, you know, now um, it's definitely glamorized and, and cloned um, online um, and the heavy days for me are when I think about 
how many of those messages are vibrating out there from what they say and from a lower chakra, from an ego place, even if they don't even maybe even mean it that way. And I think about the effect it has on people. And it, for me and my work, has been kind of helping me reset the conversation. Well, I've been having the same conversation for many years because it's, mm-hmm. it's been operating from my mission and my purpose. But it's allowing me, like, in post the other day when I'm like, I could post this, but, but we're individuals. Why would I? If I post this, what does that mean you, in you in relationship to me? I could mm-hmm. post a house. I could post a car. I could post, like, a, you know, a job. I could post, like, all of these. But what does that mean in relation to you? My responsibility to you is that I treat you as the individual you are and um, allow that space for you to to explore that without the constraints of you thinking you have to be what I have and am and mm-hmm. do. And so to your point, who you be like it really it, I the content can only be about giving you the freedom to express exactly who you are without mm-hmm. the constraints of you thinking about where you think you should be or who you need to be in relation to me, the rest of the world, because like that'll stall you. And like the, the irony of a lot of these influencers, in my opinion, is I'm like, you realize you are stalling your audience. I'm very passionate about that because they're stalling their audience because they're looking at to them and be like, oh my God, I'm not you. And I look at my audience and be like, please don't be me. I mm-hmm. want you to be like this amazing version of yourself. And I'm still learning who I am. And I'm happy to share the tools and resources that are working for me. Because I, I believe the knowledge sharing is how we can all evolve. Not, hey, look at me. I'm the model citizen that you should be modeling after. Oh, by the way, I realize that there's millions of people that follow me and not you. So good luck. They don't say it that way, but that's how the people sometimes feel. And I know this because when people reach out and they say, why are you answering me? Like, I'm nobody. I'm like, what do you, that don't ever say that to me in my community ever again. I was like, I love you. Like, God bless you for, you know, reaching out to me. Like, you are just as powerful as I am. I just happen to have a few more people who may know about my existence at this standpoint. But like, we all came in here with different skill sets and, you know, the community here is to make sure that you feel that place to grow. And mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's, it's a very passionate topic that you, you, all this stuff that you raise in, in leadership, it's a behavior. It's your character. Mm-hmm. I can't say yeah. it enough. Um, what else with the book? Oh, so you said there's three parts. What, are, what okay. Mm-hmm. So what are the three parts in total? Yeah. So the f- part one is entitled fake as fuck. Part two. <laughs> is who you be and part three is potency so part one really takes you on a journey of uncovering all the ways in which you are performing wearing masks Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. hiding behind facades right um and it's meant to trigger you to see Mm -hmm. all these different things because often we're unconscious to how all the different ways in which we're hiding Mm -hmm. um part two is who you be so that's about really uncovering then well if you're not this then what are you if this isn't who you are then who are you let's get down to that and start to program that and then part three is potency and it's really about um so i describe potency as the medicine that you have to offer the world when you're being the fullest expression of who you be um i think that there's a term that we use in in marketing usp unique selling proposition And I used to hate that term. Right. I used to hate that term whenever all my co- coaches would ask me, well, what makes you unique and what's your USP? <laughs> because like the way it hits is like, well, what makes you so special? Right. You know? Yeah. And that that hits your worthiness wound. And mm. the thing is, is like we don't have one thing. We don't have one thing about us that makes us unique. It's the it's the it's the totality of everything yes. that we are. You know, it's your voice, it's your tone, it's your, it's your messaging, it's your purpose, it's your vision, it's, it's your physical appearance, it's your emotional IQ, EQ. And it's like, it's, it's your experiences, it's your past, it's your future, it's your presence, it's your energy, it's all of the th- these things, it's your values, it's what you stand for. And when you take the totality of all of that and you stop denying pieces of that, because mm-hmm. at some point in your life, someone made you feel bad or wrong about having that. When you start to own all of that, that's when you start to 
own your potency. And I think a lot of people are diluting that potency because they're like, oh, my parents thought that this part of me wasn't good enough. So they get rid of that. Oh, my teachers didn't like this part of me. So they get rid of that. Mm -hmm. And you dilute yourself until you're walking around like this watered down version of self. Yes. And so the book is really taking you on a journey of boiling all of that down and getting back to your potency um, because there's such a gift in that. I think that most people in our world uh, crave freedom. You know, they value freedom. Uh, they may go about it a different way and they may have different beliefs around how to get freedom. But I think that this is a very common value that a lot of people have. And I'm going to tell you right here, you cannot be free if you don't feel free to be yourself. Yes. You will never feel free ever. You can have all the financial freedom that you've been dreaming of and you still won't feel free if you're not being yourself. And if you don't feel free to be yourself, I mean, that's a really depressing way to live mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And so this book is really an invitation for you to go on this journey of, of facing all the hard truths about yourself, all the reasons why you choose to wear masks, all the different masks that you wear, all the different ways in which you perform and uncover the traumas that have triggered you to create these safety mechanisms and protective mechanisms and then come face to face with who you be like the totality of who you are everything so you can come and celebrate all that makes you you and own all of these pieces of you and show up in your potency mm. boom <laughs> mic <laughs> drop um there were so many great, beautiful things that you were saying in there. Um, the freedom being, I think, one of the most important aspects that you brought up. Mm -hmm. And um, because whether people consciously know it or not, I believe everybody is seeking freedom. Okay. Uh, um, when I have this amount of money, I can do whatever I want. When I get this body, you know, I'll be this when I get here, when I get there, um, when all of these different things. And um, I always ask people, like, what do you want? And they'll say usually things in the physical world. And I'm like, great, great. What does that mean for you? And they'll, you know, say, oh, well, you know, well, because then I can do this. I'm like, great. And how does that feel? Well, it's relief. It's freeing. I'm like, and there it is. So you're looking for freedom. You know, they're like, yeah, and I'm like, mm -hmm. and if you chase the physical to get it and you get there, what makes you so sure that you'll feel free, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And most people don't feel free until they tackle the inside world. Mm -hmm. Almost all people, <laughs> basically, I should really say. So you bring up a very, very value uh, bomb of truth for the world um, in the freedom is where we get um, our life. And I think that that's a hard factor. And, you know, and you always hear, you always hear people say like, oh, it's easy for that person to say with all the money. And I'm like, they gave up sometimes their health. They gave up relationships. They had all the money. And as evidence over the last year, they don't seem so free, seem pretty scared mm -hmm. to die. They seem scared of this. They seem scared of that. They're projecting. They're all these different things. And so, like, I, I think it's so unbelievably important for people to, to know that um, the freedom comes from the relationship they really have with themselves where they just innately love who they are, all the things that you come with. And, um, and um, your integrity is intact. So I feel like the more... Um, control you have over your thoughts and feelings and actions and understanding of who you are and, you know, and checking in with yourself, um, the easier it is that when the outside world does whatever it does to, you know, project or to come in or do whatever it might be, you love yourself so much that you're like not affected by them, but you also show mm -hmm. the grace to them at the same time. Right. So it's, it's a very interesting, unique place, like where it's like, Oh, like, totally get how you might be feeling right now, but you can't tell me what I'm doing <laughs> because I love me and I love how I'm showing up and I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where I messed up. I know all these things. Let's talk about you. 
And so um, I think it's just brilliant that you bring up freedom and, and owning who you are, um, all of who you are, and having that relationship with yourself. And once you do that, like your life happens in such a glorious way. So um, beautiful that you tackle that. And um, when, is the, when does the book come out? So pre-orders actually start today, Monday, June 28th. Um, so you can head to potentleadership.com and pre-order your copy today. And then the official uh, launch is on July 13th. It's incredible. Uh, how excited are you for this? I'll say like I it almost feels like I'm still in shock or there's this like energy of disbelief that it's finally here mm. um you know they talk about the book process as like birthing a, a baby into the world and I am very very much feeling that mm. um and so I mean the best way I can describe how I'm feeling is I'm just ready yeah I'm you ready for this baby to come out and be birthed <laughs> into this world you know, regardless, because I know my community will embrace it. Your our our community. I feel like our communities mm -hmm. are combining at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they are. with a few others that we have, including your past yeah. guests <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, um, it's a success because it's a needed thing, both in as part of your mission and purpose, and how it helps the world. So mm -hmm. it's a success, regardless. You know, um, and I know that it's always like excitement and like, how will it do and how will that like completely unattached? You did it and it's amazing that you did it and that you're here um, and um, that you are completing another leg of your purpose and mission is everything like you win. You, you, you know, what I mean, and I, and I say it like that because I know some of the previous people we were just talking about in the world of <laughs> the influencers mm -hmm. like this better do this and numbers and all this other stuff. It's like, no, like. You, 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 you created something that was from deliberately done from your heart and um, deliberately done for the right reasons and the, and the, and the right um, purpose and alignment. Mm -hmm. So like you can never go wrong. So it's a success regardless. So even though yeah. I know it will be embraced by the world. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's, um, it's a feeling that I can't really describe truly. I mean, ask me again. Maybe like two months from now. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, we'll bring you on for round three. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so humbled by the entire book writing experience and just my life thus far. And I'm just in uh, overcome with a feeling of immense gratitude for my journey and the people in my life and, and our communities and, um, you know, even for this weird place that we are in humanity right now, I'm just grateful for it all because uh, there's so much good. There's so much good. There's so many good people. There's so much good that's coming out of this. There's yes. so much good. And it's um, important that we don't lose sight of that. Amen. There's a lot of really good things happening. Um, mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that gets a little overshadowed by all of the, the whirlwind of yeah. events that are only shown. And I, that's one thing I always want the audience to our audiences to know, like there's so much good happen. I assure you, I promise you, there's a lot more of these conversations today mm -hmm. than there ever have really been in history. Because, I mean, well, also there's eight billion people on the planet. So you better believe yeah. like compared to maybe the ancient philosophers back in, <laughs> in Greece and whatnot. I mean, there's more conversations than ever before of this. There's more people leading from this place. Um, there's a lot more heart centered folk than ever before. It's a good, it's, it, there's a lot of good happening. It's just that we're mm -hmm. seeing a split of two of tale of two rolls of tape, you know, the, you know, in the, like in sports, the, you know, roll like play back the tape. It's like, it's two, there's two groups that are going on is, and both are in massive shifts. So, um, if you could have anybody get, take one takeaway, I know that's very difficult, like with your book. Um, in terms of because of how much value it offers, but like if you could, what's the one takeaway more than anything you, you want people to, to get out of it for themselves as an individual on their own journey? Mm. It's, I, there's probably like five yeah. things in there. So if you have five things, like go for it, but you know, um, yeah. yeah, I mean that being in your fullest expression uh, the totality of all that you are, that is the greatest gift that you can give yourself and the greatest gift that you can give humanity right now. 
unapologetically and mm-hmm. without permission is what something mm-hmm. I've been telling people a lot yeah. lately. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, and uh, that beauty of like being exactly like, hey, here's exactly who you are. Just say exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, the relief I see on people's face when they say something like it's like to let out like a truth and then they let it out. They're like, yeah, that feels incredible. I'm like, kind of like a drug, right? right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember a quote I, I posted, I created a while back. It was like a love punch and it was like, fuck permission. It's like, you don't need anyone's permission. I don't want this book to be anyone's permission. Instead, I like to offer invitations, you mm-hmm. know, like here's an invitation for you. You do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and know that like you have the freedom to be you at any point in time. It's you that's stopping you. Yes. That's it. That's it. And I say, constantly say, um, we are our own problem and solution all in one. Mm-hmm. The beauty <laughs> of it all, yep. you know. Um, and uh, I've, I've recently, there have been people, some people, where they say like, you know, I've, I've had tough conversations with and they say, you know, it's not my fault. Uh, like you know, I'm love. I I give I give so much love, and I was like, but yet you keep seeing these outcomes you don't like, and it's hard for them to see um, how those outcomes happen to them. And I I tell them like the beautiful part is is that yes, you are love, but how much of that are you also giving to yourself, which would create boundaries, conversations you wouldn't normally have had with people like, hey, this I feel, this I don't feel, this I like, you know, you know what, um, this is how you know. I'll, the leaning in part, that's not just the niceties. Love mm-hmm. is is honesty. And mm-hmm. that's where we find our freedom. So, or our potent truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. So, um, amazing. Uh, so the book, uh, pre-sales come out today, Monday, yes, pre-order your book today. And everyone, so this is something special for anyone who pre-orders their book. Mm-hmm. If you pre-order your book, you're going to gain access to three activation audios, which I've amazing. recorded. And uh, you're also going to get complimentary access to my upcoming uh, online trainings and Q&A sessions that will be hosted live. And you're also going to be entered to win um, a one-on-one coaching and mentorship session. So you can only get those bonuses by pre-ordering the book. So head to potentleadership.com and order your copy today. Amazing, amazing. And by the way, for everybody listening, you guys know, like, uh, and Ruby and I talk about this stuff all the time, like, the people that I have come on, um, I love their work. So like those are really great resources and tools. Go, go support and go. Uh, and, and I highly, you know, I recommend Ruby. <laughs> I know a lot of people's podcasts, everybody like they, they love to, prom- to promote each other, but like Ruby and I are more of the, the class of like, Hey, um, how are we constantly helping out doing our part? And so like, we're doing everything we possibly can. So if you have any questions, reach out to her. If you don't already, cause I know a lot of you guys follow her um, that listen to the show, but you can reach out to the DM. You can go to, um, what was the website again? One more time. Potentleadership.com. Potentleadership.com. Pre-orders of the book come out today, but also, um, you know, access to several online activations. So check those out as well. Um, but if you have any questions, reach out to her through the DM, ask her any kind of questions that, you know, you guys might have in, in your personal growth and development. And, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and doing this amidst, you know, all the things you've got going on, by the way. Thank you. Mm, thank you so much for just creating the space for me to come back on. And, um, as always, I just love, love, love our conversations. I feel like we have such a good flow. And I really, really hope that our listeners gain something from our conversation today, if not many things. They do. You know, by the way, what, and for the listeners, just and you guys might, I do this respectfully, um, but a lot of times listeners, they'll, they'll um, when they're listening to an episode, they'll write me, they'll take a screenshot and they'll show like, you know, hey, I'm listening to this. Oh my God, this one part when it hit here. So for any of you listening, sometimes I, I, if it's appropriate, of course, uh, and it's not private, I send it to, <laughs> I send it to all of my guests. I send it to you mm-hmm. and others really like, um, because they, they really get into these type of conversations. And I just, I wanted the audience to know that like, when you guys tell me these things, I make sure to also tell, you know, our, um, the guests, because it's important that, you know, you know, that like, uh, we always do this, like, is the mic on? Like, I hope yeah. I'm not just talking into, <laughs> into the, right. into the air that is the universe, you know, and, and I, it means a lot for, for the audience. It means a lot to us too. Like, we're never inaccessible so much that you can't let us know um, how all this work that we do is making you feel. 
mm-hmm. it helps us, you know. Um, so I always say, you know, community, community, community. Um, so thank you for being on. Oh, if, and um, where else can people find you online? I want to make sure that yeah, they, yeah, you can find me on social media mm-hmm. at I am Ruby is my handle. I frequent Instagram uh, more than any other platform. Second to that, Twitter. Um, my YouTube is also at I am Ruby or, or I am Ruby forward slash I am Ruby. And then my website, uh, if you're interested in learning more about what it would be like to work with me, that's rubyframon.com. Love it. Thank you, Ruby. So oh, much. and my podcast. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I always forget. <laughs> I always leave that. I one know. Out. And it's crazy. Potent Truth podcast on mm-hmm. all podcasting platforms. Tune in. Um, it's one of my favorite things that I do. Amazing. Amazing. I know we have so many platforms and things that we do <laughs> in creation. So many so. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and everybody, please go check out her her podcast. Incredible people on there. Um, I feel very grateful that I was on there once and, um, and we'll do a different conversation other than, um, conscious marketing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, and, yes. uh, but an incredible, incredible, um, uh, podcast and, um, you know, reach out to her on social, um, for everybody listening, really, really, truly appreciate you guys, um, more than you realize, um, the feedback and the ratings and the reviews, um, they're excellent. I don't need the validation. Apple likes it for their algorithm. Um, but regardless, I love you guys. I, 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 am so grateful that, um, you know, this show is in existence in nearly 400 episodes. I can't believe that. Uh, and six years later. So thank you guys so much for constantly tuning in, um, for our amazing guest, Ruby Fremont, uh, for myself, Matt Gottesman and, you know, for the hustle sold separately, as always, we appreciate you. And, uh, that's about it. We're out. <laughs>